Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week, Rich and I are going to be breaking down everything that is magic rock brewing. And uh, I'm going to be asking and quizzing Rich all about the magic tricks and the world of magic. And rocks maybe, but probably focusing more on the brewing world. I know and know some geologists and apparently you need to lick some rocks to identify what type they are. Well, I can't wait to find out more about that, Rich. So, but first <laughs> off, I definitely think you've, you've got a bit of a, a, an interesting or a weird story about involving beer, have you not? Well, I, I suppose I wouldn't call it, it's more, more, I'd call it more of an interesting find, more than anything. As, okay. um, <laughs> I was I was perusing my local Lidl one day, because uh, that's what I like to do in my spare time. It's well documented on this podcast how much you like Lidl, but you do prefer Aldi, so. I, yeah, I do prefer Aldi. But uh, yeah, I was, I was perusing my local Lidl, and in Lidl, as we talk, sometimes they have like the specialty food section. And being a beer connoisseur, dare I say it, beer expert. <laughs> yeah. Okay, your words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, li- I like to try many different kinds of beer, and this, uh, and this beer captured my eye. Okay. Mainly, mainly not for its colourfulness of the can, or right. maybe, or maybe the flavour of the taste. Okay. Literally for the sheer size of the can. <laughs> oh my word! You've just put it up on screen so I can see. That thing is massive. Uh, it's the size of my head. And you already have quite a big head as well. It's once again well documented that my head is huge. <laughs> um, but it's called Fox uh, Premium Quality Lager Beer. Oh, a lager beer, hey? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Fax? Faxy? Fax? Fax? F-A-X-E? Oh, you said Fox. How do you, how do you spell that word F-A-X-E? you're pronouncing? F-A-X-E? F-A-X-E. Faxy. Yeah. Faxy. Fax. No, never heard of it. Faxy. What, what, describe, apart from its ginormous gargantuan size, explain to the, to the listeners what, what you're seeing. So, so the can, it, it looks like a normal can of beer, just like massive. You know, you get those German hot dogs that they sell in like Tesco and they come in the big cans. Like okay. That, no, okay. Or, is that just, or is that just me? It's <laughs> interesting. I'd have to look, look. I haven't been shopping down the, the canned uh, sausage hot dog aisle, if I'm quite honest. It's a riveting adventure. You should go, yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I've been missing out my whole life. Yeah. Can, can, canned hot dogs. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a massive can, as I said, the size of my head. It, it's 5%. It's 1,000 millilitres. So sounds pretty good, cool. but the can itself. Sorry, is a thousand milliliters. A thousand now put milliliters. that in perspective. Normal cans are three hundred and thirty milliliters. Yep. So this is a thousand. So, so it's, it's th- over three times the size of a normal can. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That's that's bang for your buck because it wasn't even that expensive. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm more intrigued because it's all done around Vikings. Sort of thing. Okay. So there's there's loads of. Loads of pictures of Vikings and skulls and like Viking longships. Also, one picture I don't quite agree on is of a man shooting an arrow at another man. Like, clearly... <laughs> yeah. With, with someone's bottom. With someone's it? bottom in the thing. Like, I'm, like I'm, fine with, I'm fine with most things, but I just don't think you need that, that amount of violence on a can trying to sell you beer. So, what have you found out about the brewer of this can, this giant can? Like, who are they? In all honesty, Joe, not a lot. Just in genuine <laughs> excitement that, that I brought the can. Okay. And it's a... <laughs> so, all right, okay, well, let's keep formal fat fighting. What's it taste like? I haven't opened it. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, 
because it's a collector's item, Joe, as it tells me on the tin. Okay, so on the, on the can it does say collector's item. So, so is your plan to keep this this beer then, this gigantic can? Well, like who knows? In the year, in the future, it might be worth some money. Even though <laughs> I've never heard of this brewery in my life. I love how optimistic you are about that. I don't think I know that they say it's a collector's item on the can. I don't think that's how collecting stuff works. Where it just it, because it says it is, that's what it is. It then holds value. Although I did, I was learning earlier on about um, NFT, digital art. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah, this is yeah. a concept I, I hadn't have, yeah. I hadn't heard of before. Basically, this is where people are, are selling and buying and selling art or videos or something online that's that's then secured and locked up in the blockchain so that it's only should be only ownable to that person. And people are spending silly amounts of money for it. Yeah, wasn't um, the video Charlie bit my finger went up for auction? The original. Um, so that was they. So the family who created that video wasn't it one of the largest, most viewed videos on the internet on YouTube at one point, and it went for and it went from they, they auctioned it off for mad money. So then you would have the original, <laughs> or wasn't it a small child bit on somebody's finger? And it was like Charlie bit my finger, like it wasn't anything special. I was just going to ask, going to ask you before you give out if you had the if you had the amount. Just to give a, a rendition of what that sounds like, what, what the, to act it out for the listeners. I know, it's like stupid, like 10 grand or something like that. Oh my word. 10 grand for a digital video, like a video. That's yeah, crazy. I, and I, you're not going to watch it though, are you? And, and, and again, it goes back to that is a collector. That's what I guess you would class as a collector's thing. It's not good functioning. You can't use it, but it's just the fact that you have it that gives it value. I, you know, but then it's a video. Can't you just you watch it on YouTube anytime you want? Well, it, well the, the original copy. But I guess it's the pr- the principle of having the original yeah. copy. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. But then, but then the problem is with these digital stuff. Like you can just copy and paste them as many. You can make replicate them as many times as yeah, you want. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it's the fact that it's the original, yeah. original. I suppose. But, but just quickly going back to to Fax Brewery, we should possibly do. We should possibly do a whole podcast on them because they have a rather large selection of beer. Now, are their beers actually all massive? Well, that's the exciting thing. You can either buy the small can or the massive can. Okay, so we have to do, I think, when we do this pod- do this episode, we have to just get all the massive cans and try the massive cans. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, but what I like, but I've just done a bit more um, reading into the collector's can. So they, they release a collector's tin every single year. Um, so you can collect from different years, different tins and stuff like that. So this is the current one I have is the 2020 or 2021 can, which is quite cool. Now, but beer doesn't hold like hold its like freshness for indefinitely, right? So when are they? When are you meant to drink it by? Uh, this one is 2022. I've got a year. I've got a year to consume this beer. Well, listeners, I don't know about you, but I'm quite intrigued to to get rich to try this giant can. Uh, to d- well document it and uh, you know and, and tell us all about it. So I don't know. Maybe if we can uh, we can get a bit of a, a crowd campaign going with comments on Instagram, we'll get you know get Rich to try his big cap big, big drink. drink. And I'll do it, I'll do it in one sitting before we record. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Lucky us who are recording with you, but actually that'll be very entertaining for everyone else. This week we're going to talk about Magic Rock Brewing. Now, Magic Rock has been on my radar for a little while. They are, I think, 
I, I would go so far as to say it's one of the first breweries I think of when I think of the English craft brewing scene. Uh, you know, they've been around since 2011. Um, I first got introduced to them actually because of all their collaboration work. So a huge trend that we're seeing across the globe, but, um, you know, is, is that these, these kind of more kind of younger breweries are working with each other and collaborating on special and, and, and putting out different releases. So I tried the, the Magic Rock and, and Brewdog version beer, collaboration beer. Which was, you know, very tasty. I can't remember off the top of my head all the details about it, but it was exactly as you'd expect. An, IP, an IPA to be full of flavor, hoppy, citra, you know, uh, all these kind of different hops in there. Very, very tasty. So I was excited um, when we decided that we wanted to find and, and actually go a bit more into detail behind Magic Rock and, you know, actually understand a little bit more about where they came from. So, yeah, so this this is the first time I've ever, I've ever tried um, Magic Rock before. It's the first time I've ever heard it was when you message to su- suggest suggest that we try it um and i I'm, I'm a big fan of all of these kind of more independent smaller breweries and some of the stuff that's coming out of it so i've i've been really excited i've been really excited to try this but i've once again shot myself in the foot by not looking at the the abv of the cans that i've picked up and i've, I've just gone for a <laughs> 7.4 look i just yeah oh wow i've just got to stop doing this because because the rest of the record just kind of goes downhill for me afterwards Right, so what, talk to us about your 7.4. What's, it, what's, this, what's your name or where do you come from? That's my, that's my still a black impression. I think, I think we're going to have to get a compilation of all the impressions we've tried to do through this podcast at some point. I, th- I would have to say 95% are going yeah. to be Barber, and they're probably going to yeah. be very good. He's, he's, he does. Yeah, I, I'm saying that out loud because he's not on this recording. He'll be on the next one. Um, but yeah, you know, don't tell him I said that. I believe, I believe my Vin Diesel's been the best one so far, but we'll leave that out. <laughs> Right, tell us about tell so, us about your beer. What have you got? I've gone for the Cannonball India India Pale Ale, but 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 having a drink of it, it is really really nice. Like you have these mm. you have these Indian Pale Ales that are, that are coming through at the moment. Is like traditionally an Indian Pale Ale is always kind of sat at like maybe three point five four percent, maybe higher than five percent in like the alcohol range. Um, but you've seen a lot more breweries are kind of doing the stronger strength, and you can you, you can kind of taste. You can taste the strength coming into it, but it's not—it's not bad, and it's not overpowering, and it's not taken away from the from from a general pale ale flavour. Thinking of now that you're kind of talking about a pale ale, I've got two, but I'm gonna, the first one I've got—I've um, got a pale ale coming up. But the first one that I've I've cracked open um, is a hazy pale ale. So this one is called Merc Life Balance, which I thought was always quite a funny okay. funny uh, play on words, Merc uh, for work. <laughs> in case you didn't get that. <laughs> um, so really, I find this really fascinating. So they describe it that they use a high proportion of wheat and oats in uh, to add body and, and add to this aid, this hazy formation. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about a hazy pale ale, you know, you think of those a hazy D, or the DDH uh, pale ales or the the, uh, the napers that you so loved. You know, those kind of quite like... Love a naper. Exactly. I You know, you kind of get this, you know, Tropical fruits, tropical notes, nothing is like overpowering as like, you know, some IPAs can be. Um, it is really like it's, it's got that complex mango, uh, maybe like some passion fruit kind of, they say about kind of tangerine and a hint of coconut. I'm not getting any coconut come through, um, if I'm quite honest, but I'm certainly getting the more kind of the citrusy, uh, style of fruits coming in here. Um, but they say what's fascinating about this one is that it's, it's, uh, fermented with their house yeast. Now get this, Rich, this, their house yeast. Is called London Fog. 
Okay, I like that. So they've got a named their yeast, which is brilliant. I love that. Um, but yeah, I think this is a, you know, I would have happily pick up this Merck Life Balance again. So exactly what you're looking for from a 5% uh, ABV, you know, kind of easy drinking um, pale ale. So it does, that does sound nice. I've just, I've just, just quickly go back to the to the can of oil. I've just done a bit of a Google on it. And um, it describes itself as a dry, malty backbone, which I really, really like because... I can see that when when I drink, I'm getting the malty, kind of like a malty aftertaste that's coming through, which is really, really nice. And of course, it, as as we know, was, we've spoken before, the pale ale or the Indian pale ale was brewed to be more more hoppy so it could survive the longer sea journeys, which I quite like. And it's also got um, crescendo is thrown in there as a puckering crescendo. The hot bomb will blow you off the water, which I think oh, whoever... Okay. So the, it's a very whoever, nautical themed yeah. kind of sound of things. But whoever they've employed to write for them, they've got some fantastic descriptive words in there. Yeah, copywriters earning their earning their money for that one. One hundred percent. So I think I think we want to talk a little bit more about Magic Rock itself. So he described themselves as being very heavily influenced by the craft beer scene in the US. So you know you can see. I mean, from what was that? So yours was kind of very focused around. Um, nautical, yeah. you know, kind of the sea side. Sea, uh, you know, I've got on their, you know, I've seen and kind of seen and tasted before uh, is some of their West Coast ales, you know, which very much lean in towards their, you know, this is our tribute towards the West Coast style yeah. uh, craft beers from the US. Um, but Magic Rock, they are from Yorkshire. So they're a Yorkshire-based company um, and they have a brew house that's at the heart of their, their brewing. Guess how many pints they can brew every year? Is, is this... Is is this going in hectolitres? Uh, I can do I can do it in hectolitres, or we can do it in pints. Yes, go yes, go pints. I'll go for pints, and this is per okay. year. Okay, um, I'm going to go one point six million. It's a good close, a good good guess. Okay, uh, but you're close. No cigar. They can they can brew two point seven million pints, wow. which is fifteen thousand five hundred hectolitres every year. That's impressive. Yeah, and I think for a company that's been around since 2011, that that is very impressive. That just shows the kind of the growth that this company has seen. Uh, as I said, I've, I've, they've been on my radar for a while, but um, you know I haven't really kind of dived into the background of them. But that makes a lot of sense. You know, the fact that you can get Magic Rock in quite a few places around the UK. Um, you know, you can start. They're doing a lot of collaborations with people. Uh, I'm looking at photos of them as well of their brew house, and they have huge event space as well, outdoor space with you know it looks like a very pot like busy space uh, that people are in. They have two tap rooms, one in Huddersfield, one in Her- Holmfort, Hol- Holmfirth. Never heard of Holmfirth, but on Holmfirth, I'm guessing that's near Yorkshire. <laughs> So, you know, these guys have been around. They've, uh, you know, they've grown and they've, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're enjoying the fruits of their labour. What, what, what I'm also enjoying is I'm just reading a little bit of their history. Um, and they've been in the top 100 list of world breweries on five occasions, which is pretty good. And it's also been voted the second best new brewery in the world, um, okay. which, are some, which are some good awards to be getting. And that was in their first year of operation. That's incredible. That's an amazing accolade to get. 
I was I was really intrigued by this name, Magic Rock Brewing. Like, what what does it mean? What is is there a meaning behind it? Is it just some cool name? Uh, you know, or is it just something that's a bit different? That you know, but why Magic Rock, basically? And uh, you know, they they do explain that a little bit that um, the 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 owner or the founder who is uh, Rich Richard Burhouse, I believe. Richard Burhouse, thank you very much. So he was said that basically. Um, it's an, it's, it's a kind of a homage, and I said that homage again in this episode, uh, but he said it's a homage to his father's family business, and his father's, fa- father's family business is, he's an importer and wholesaler of crystals, minerals, and sem- semi-precious jewellery and natural gifts, is how they describe what, it. What do you mean by semi-precious jewellery? Well, I'm guessing he's saying not diamonds. Basically, that seems like everything that isn't diamonds. Because if you're diamond, if you're a diamond wholesaler or importer, I think you need to go through a like that's a lot more stringent. There's probably a lot of people who are in that. Whereas if you're like, I mean, let's think about all those other things: crystals, minerals, semi-precious jewelry, and natural gifts. That's a very broad area. But like a natural gift, I mean, that could be something that you get when you're on holiday, and you you know you're trying to last day of holiday. Coming back home, oh, I've got to get a couple of people some gifts. Well, oh, I go into this like brick and brack shop or whatever, and there's like some sort of rock thing. You go, <laughs> that's a natural gift, isn't it? Well, there you go. I buy that. I bought a natural gift. I've just got, I've just got this image of him on the beach, just shoveling, shoveling rocks into a wheelbarrow and just wheeling them away, going, ha ha, natural gifts. <laughs> could be, could be, but again, he's an importer and wholesaler, so yeah. he definitely is the the bringing in. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's quite interesting. So obviously, this is the magic rock and how it started. Um, you know, a, whole, a completely different business venture to what you know, you know, his family business is, and I suppose with this kind of rock importing exporting yeah. business. Um, but yeah, a nice homage to uh, you know to the family family business, I suppose. Well, I also really really like kind of their slogan. Have you got it on the top of your can, Joe? Because I'm just looking at it on my my cannonball can. The slogan they've Go got says it. "Think Think Magic, Drink Magic." Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, short, snappy, and really to the point, which I think is great. So Magic Rock's interesting in its design as well because each one of them is following a very similar theme, but they all look very distinctive and different, don't they? Yeah. Can you can you think of another brewery that they slightly look like? Vocation springs to mind as Vocation, well. Vocation. A little bit. I got Siren as well. Siren, definitely. Thought. Yeah, I mean, if you think a company from the 2010s is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They've kind of just gone on. You know when you used to go on paint and you would scribble loads of like that and then block colour it in? Well, the the Roundel logo, Siren, as well. Yeah. Don't forget. Or Salt. Yeah, we salt, talked about Salt. salt. Yeah. We talked about Siren. They've got the same thing. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. So they're following on with a lot of, like, similar cues that are around the, you know, the craft beer scene, especially here in the UK, I suppose. Um, but I think it's quite interesting. Each one, each can looks very different, uh, you know, in the way that the pattern, the pattern's quite yeah. crazy, isn't it? There doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason to the pattern. Uh, they're using black and white predominantly, but then with pops of colour. Yeah. So my Merc Life Balance has got a more of a pinky hue, whereas the next one I'm about to tell you about is is kind of vibrant lime green and yellows. Yeah. M- yeah. Much. Mine are mine are like a popping pink and like a kind of minty green, which is quite nice. So the last one I'm going to try from Magic Rock Brewing, I'm quite intrigued by because I love this combination of flavors. Is the High Wire Grapefruit, which is a grapefruit. Pale ale. Ooh, okay. And some of my favourite beers that I've sampled 
I mean, I've talked about Montauk on this before, but my one of my favourite beers is a, a watermelon um, pale ale from Montauk. And uh, I've had quite a few nice grapefruit ones before. So I've got high expectations for this uh, high wire grapefruit because that last beer with uh, the Merck Life Balance was very, very scrumptious. Oh, so already on the nose, Rich, I can tell you that for nothing. It is a lot sweeter and you're getting the grapefruit notes coming through. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely getting the grapefruit in there. That is a very grapefruit pale ale. You get exactly what it says on the tin with that one. So I like this because this feels like a a nod to the very West Coast American ale, like ales, pale ales. Yeah. You know, this doesn't feel like a traditional English pale ale. This feels like a, a nod towards the West Coast uh, pale ale. It's, it's, it's got a lot of flavour, a lot of punch. Uh, it's 5.5%, so it's kind of followed up with the, with the ABV that it's got a yeah. bit more of a punch to it. But the grapefruit really holds this together. You know, you get the note of, uh, of the grapefruit quite, quite quickly, um, but also it kind of lingers on the tongue as well. So I have to say, if you are a fan of something that's got that quite, you know, it's quite sweet, but has a very kind of multi-crisp bitter finish, then I think you're in, in luck with this high, high wire grapefruit because it, it starts off quite, quite, uh, you know, grapefruity and then it kind of leans into this kind of like bitterness at the end, which is really tasty. Actually, it's a nice combination. So I'll, well, I'll, I'll talk about my final one. So I've got something called the Salty Kiss, a gooseberry goose. Oh my word, a, a gooseberry ghost. A, a gooseberry mean? ghost. Sorry, looking at it, yeah, a gooseberry yeah, okay. ghost, which is the it's <laughs> a gooseberry goose. A would gooseberry be quite fun, go- though. Yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> uh, but this is based on it's the it's the German style. What is a ghost beer? Which is it's, it's a German styled beer from the Goldschla region in Germany, um, and it is and it's supposed it is brewed with at least fifty percent of the grain. Uh, Bill being malt wheat dominant flavours in a ghost, including like the lemon and sourness. That's probably where the sourness is coming through that they're that they're describing. Um, but yeah, this one is a tart, lightly sour, fruity and refreshing with a defined saltiness. And uh, you know what? I get the saltiness and I get the sour taste coming through, but I feel it could be a little bit more fruity. Okay. I think. Um, but can you but it also says an excellent accompaniment to food. That's just any nice. food. Nice, okay. So, just food. Just, just food, food in general. Yeah, normally, normally, normally the beer company gives you a kind of food to try it with, but Magic Rock's gone, no, we're good with all food. We are food. Yeah, just food, which which I'm there. I'm there for the bold statement that they've, they've, they've thrown out there. <laughs> so um, closing up, I guess, on on Magic Rock Brewing, let's, let's talk about their, their socials. Um, so they have Instagram, Actually, Rich, give me a guess. How much do you think they have on Instagram? I'm going to go 13,000. They have 60,000 and 5k followers. 60,000.5k. And they have on Twitter 49.1k. Okay, they're doing. Well, they're doing. You know, they're doing some good stuff. So I I would say, I mean, have you enjoyed your Magic Rock Brewing beers? I have enjoyed them, but they've not been my favourite. They've been, they've been, right. they've been, they've been good. I would, I would drink them again, but I'm probably not going to actively go out and buy them again from what I've tried. So I, I think I've, I have enjoyed my magic rock ones. And again, I've gone for two pale ales, a hazy pale ale and a grapefruit pale ale. I do have downstairs their, um, their dark arts surreal stout. So I will try that one. Um, I wasn't feeling brave enough to try that on this uh, recording session, but I will try that uh, at a later date. 
and uh, and maybe make a make, maybe that'll be my first video blog uh, or vlog, whatever you call them, uh, live video. I'll do it. I'll do the dark arts one from Magic it Brewery. But sounds so old right now. I know. I just like I'm just. I don't know. I just it's all pass me by, Rich. I'm in my thirties now, um, but we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. And, uh, <laughs> I'm one with the kids. Honest. Get my light ring out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying these uh, magic rock brewing. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of mir- I mirror your sentiment in that you could you could replace magic rock with siren salt. Yeah. Uh, vocation. Name one of these other great breweries that we've tried not that and reviewed not that long ago. And, uh, you know, they all are doing a very, I mean, they're doing a very good thing for this industry, of the beer industry in general. Like the fact that the quality of beer, that our consumer taste buds expects the beer to be this level of quality. And we can bucket quite a few breweries into this same level of high quality, um, you know, kind of spectrum, I think is a really good thing. I think, I think it's a fantastic thing that we're now, at a point where we're, we're kind of we're, we're straying away from we had all of those breweries that have been around for years and years and years and there are these new there were these not not so much new breweries but these breweries are starting to come out into the mainstream and they are producing a higher quality and i'm, I'm there for it. i'm there for the, i'm there for the better beer so yeah so check them out they do a lot of there's a wide range of beers on their website so uh you know with all quite different and funny names uh, all around a kind of a magic theme or something else. So yeah, definitely there'll, you know, there'll be one for your shopping list. If you're interested in a certain style of beer, they'll make one. So if you give that a go, if you're open to try out different versions, they do do mixed packs as well. So you can try different versions and see what you like. Any final words, Rich, before we jump off? No, but I'm going to go in. I don't know. I had something that I realised I probably shouldn't say that. So no, I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>